Welcome to the Pilot Podcast. Where we watch the pilot episodes of TV shows and recap other shows to answer your question, should I watch this? This week, we're watching CW's Life Sentence. So stay tuned to the end for our comeback and Lucy Hale's comeback. We'll see if both of us can carry a season. Okay, you ready to check out this episode? Yes. Still, for the first time since I found out I wasn't dying, I was truly happy to be alive. So guys, we just finished watching the first episode of Life Sentence. What's the episode called? Me too. It is called I'm Alive Now. Pilot. Oh. (laughs) I really, I really thought I had you, to be honest. So Life Sentence with the exclamation point for the I Mm. is a comedy slash drama on CW. Uh It just started this 2017-2018 TV season. Like you mentioned, it's starring Lucy Hale. I guess this is her comeback now that Pretty Little Liars is done. And she plays Stella. Mm -hmm. And now Stella doesn't have cancer. Yeah, so basically Stella led like... uh, Stella has been battling cancer for eight years. She's presumably in her early to mid-20s. And so Mm -hmm. since her teenage years has been battling cancer and her family has been accommodating her excessively because the doctor told them she needs as positive environment as possible. Unfortunately Mm -hmm. for her, that means, or whatever it is, her doctor told her that she was completely cured of cancer, not in remission, like absolutely no cancer in her body. I thought I'd spend my whole life trying to find a cure, but it didn't take that long. So now I have no idea what to do with myself. I feel like you should probably keep curing people. And so she comes home and tells them, and it's almost like a a switch flips kind of drastically. And they're like, okay, girl, like, welcome to this mess. Like, her mom was cheating on her daddy with their family friend who's a woman, like, on the front porch. Her daddy Mm. low-key has a drinking problem coping with the mom cheating. And took out a second mortgage secretly, and now lost his house. Put them in fiscal ruin to send her to Paris. In Paris is where she found her now husband, whom she married quickly because she thought it would just be like a six to eight month marriage. She didn't know it would be for life, but it looks like they are feeling each other out and they're still into each other, which is good. Yeah, he he genuinely likes her, even though he has literally only done what she's wanted for like six months. Yeah. And her sister is an attorney who's passionate about writing and had a writing scholarship to Columbia, but gave it up to be close to home to take care of her sister, which she found out about later. Your cancer always came before my happiness. And I think the only other member of the family is the screw-up brother who lives with the parents. I don't feel like the cancer really affected him. They said that he kind of turned turned inward. Wait, if we sell the house... Where are we going to have family dinners? That's what you're worried about? After she was diagnosed with cancer, and he was so scared to lose someone he cared about so much to cancer that he tried to stop caring about everything, including himself, which kind of makes sense. I've seen people do stuff like that. What I think is valuable about the show is it shows, like, no matter what problems or how perfect your family is, like, how an illness in the family can really affect y'all. But this family was on a thousand. 
I get that when you're chi- you have a sick child, you're gonna do what you can to make a positive environment and cheer up the child, keep every one in good spirits. But I think they went like above and beyond and further and a little too much more and added a cherry on top. Okay, I will admit I made sacrifices in my career so that I could have children early to give mom and dad something positive to focus on. Yeah, I feel like in the beginning, you and I were both saying, like, she was almost not likable because, like, she was, like, literally confused when she walked into her parents' house and there wasn't, like, a full meal cooked for her for breakfast. And they just offered her, like, a toaster strudel because they were like, girl, we can't can't keep up this charade anymore. Yeah, like, we don't have to do this anymore. And so at first I was, like, kind of annoyed with her, but, I mean, she certainly asked for a lot. Like, it's insane that... Her dad paid for her rent, her many trips, her many excursions, like understandably to some extent trying to give her the best life possible and anything she wanted before she had to pass if she had to pass early. So that's what made her a little bit unlikable to me. But I realized like she didn't explicitly ask for it. And the squeaky wheel is the one that gets the oil. So it's like y'all need to speak up if you are so sick of her or so tired of doing her bidding especially her husband whom they essentially imported from europe to be like (laughs) the the driver to her miss daisy he loves to make me happy i mean the past six months i did whatever it took to make her happy although i will say what's going against her she's a little too naive like for her to believe her life like, her family has been picture-perfect for eight years. That's a little bit her not wanting to see what's behind the curtain. I think it's, I think, yeah, I think partially she's, like, intentionally naive and so focused on herself. But I also think, like, she never really had an opportunity to grow up. Because I yeah. think as soon as she was diagnosed with cancer in her teen years, or I think she may have said as young as, like, she may have said as young as, like, whatever. Everything became about her. And they tried yeah. to minimize any and all problems. And I feel like that stunts your maturity, like your For emotional sure. growth. She did not have a normal childhood. No. She dealt with an, like, an unimaginably difficult thing to deal with in contending with cancer. But everything else was like uh, Stepford Wives-Z level perfect. Although, to be fair, in the beginning... She made it clear she was, she'd become comfortable pulling the cancer card. Oh my god, I'm complaining to a cancer patient about how hard my life is. So she got to a point where she was taking advantage. True. She almost seemed, like, upset that she was cured, if that makes sense. Like, she was definitely shaken. She didn't really want to talk about it. She didn't even invite her doctor, who seems to have become a family friend, to the family dinner where they celebrated, like, her being cured from cancer and at the end when she invited everyone to her home for dinner to try to put some effort in versus going to their homes for like sunday night dinner uh she said i think like the closing quote was something like i was happy to be alive for the first time in a long time something like that yeah which i think that's fair because she had legit come to terms with the fact she was going to die. She lived every single day like it was her last. And she also wanted to do everything she loved because in case it was the last time. So they talked about like the example was the sex with her husband. Like every single night they lit like 50 to 100 candles and listened to the same. She lit 
50 yeah he candles. lit because he's you know morgan freeman and so he lit like 50 to 100 candles and played the same sarah Bareilles song which first thing that would make me feel insane but every sing they had sex every single day with that same fire hazard level of candles and the same song because it could have been her last and so he finally got to show out and be like girl we can't do this every time and they had that which is potentially an no, it is inappropriate. They had that quickie in the hospital, but she was like, oh, snap, like... There's other ways to do there's it. There's <laughs> other ways to do this that can be enjoyable, and it doesn't have to be exactly to my liking. And Without music. <laughs> and like I'm going to die the next day. But, again, everyone offered this to her. Like, yeah. she was taking advantage of it, but it's not as... Yeah. It's not out of the blue. She wasn't like... Both were at fault. Yeah. But she wasn't like, everyone, do everything for me and hide all your problems. And I never want to think about anyone but myself. True. Although then once she was cured, she was kind of like, yeah. why aren't y'all continuing this? Don't you love me? Why'd you lie to me? Like, it was weird because she was mad that they weren't foiling her. But she was mad that they didn't tell her that everything was wrong. So it's like, can you be yeah. mad about both? Also, and we talked about this at the end of the episode, two general thoughts about the show one, the plot was, like, a little scattered. I feel like they were trying to fit too much in. And I think, two, because of that, it kind of felt like a movie in a show. Like It was a TV movie. That was a very complete ending. That was a one-hour TV movie. Yeah. We're done. I'm not curious about anything else. Like, in my mind, the end of that, because it's all of them having dinner, including the mom and her new lover... And let's, I mean, I don't think we need to talk about it, but like everyone was a little homophobic about that. I realized why she loved her Subaru so much. I also realized that I knew lots of lesbian cliches. And her son kept calling her a bi. I cannot believe mom is a bi. Calling them whatever. So that was a little, that was not a little, it was pretty offensive. Yeah, like them having dinner together as a family and her saying like, dad is still adjusting. Mom is like exploring my sister is gonna write my brother is like starting to get himself together and is gonna team up with my dad to do it and me and my husband are working things out and we seem to love each other i feel like that was a conclusion right yeah and you mentioned her closing line where she's like i'm finally like living life that was the perfect ending well i feel like we watched a series premiere and finale in one episode it's over it feels like it's i can't even imagine like and maybe that indicates what your rating of the show would be, but I can't even imagine. Yeah. I don't know. Now we have to take a step back. Yeah. And like go into the nitty gritty details of what her life will be. Yeah. I feel like we got a pretty complete like final episode. Yeah. We got everything we needed for her character arc. Yes. Yes. Exactly. So what? what do... Oh, before we get to that. Yeah. Let's just briefly share your thoughts on your favorite scene when her niece ate her ring. And a car. I I honestly did not process this well. First thing, her niece ate that ring. Her she was babysitting her sister's daughters, and her niece ate that her ate her engagement ring or whatever that's called, wedding ring. And a toy car. So easily, she just pops it in her mouth like an Altoid, and just let it honestly like a tic tac like smaller and it just I can't even swallow pills i can't even oh every morning taking my vitamins is a production 
And this child was just like, boop, boop, toy truck, done, very expensive wedding ring, done. And it's a beautiful wedding ring. Although I feel like the show is completely over, there is the major unresolved plot point of her sister being so angry about her daughter eating the ring (laughs) that she showed up to the family like weekly dinner with the doctor's party (laughs) to the doctor's party saying thank you for curing my family member of cancer and with a paper bag that had her daughter's poop in it and put it on the kitchen counter and it is never discussed nor seen again Ugh! you would either have to rinse it or put it there (laughs) Str- we thought a lot a about how you we really search talk- for the we ring. We actually we don't have to gross you out, but we really talked through how to get the ring out. Oh, God. That was too okay, much. So- Moving on. What were, what were you going to say before? I was going to ask you what your rating is. And do you want to remind our listeners what our rating system is? Sure. So we're back in a new season on the pilot podcast, but we're using our tried and true rating for pilot episodes and what we think the future success or failure of a show will be. Mm-hmm. So we have would watch again seriously, would watch again casually, would watch while doing laundry. Like a little distracted. Exactly. It's in the background, but you're kind of paying attention. You don't need to hear every detail. Would watch with wine. Like TGIT, kind of like scandalous. And then would not watch. So, do you want to start out? How would you rate Life Sentence? Um, okay, I think this is an interesting question because we're watching it at the top of the summer. So I feel mm-hmm. like maybe if it were on again, maybe I would tune in. So, like, would watch again casually. Like, since I, no other shows I watch are really on right now. Mm-hmm. But I'm kind of leaning would not watch again. Mm-hmm. I'm curious about if they are able to clean up the plots, but it's just... I don't know. It's really messy. It's hard to keep track of everyone. What do you think? I'm comfortable in the would not watch category. (laughs) (laughs) But hold on. Let me... I have two very specific reasons. Yes. One, I feel like it should be a half hour show. Agreed. I feel like that was a long episode. Totally agree. And two, like we've said before, I feel like this pilot wrapped up everything I needed to know. That's very true. About her story arc. Like... She's come to terms with still being alive. Okay, now I'm done. Yeah, that's true. You can just, like, figure out what their outcomes would be based on that final dinner scene and, like, her little Zach Raff-style voiceover. Yeah. So there are some places on the internet that you can go to find us. Do you want to give out our contact information? Yes. We are on Twitter at the Pilot Pod where I try to live tweet as many things as possible. I recently live tweeted and engaged in so much conversation about the Real Houses of Atlanta reunion. Yes, and you can always email us recommendations, questions, comments, and feedback at askthepilotpodcast at gmail.com. Ooh, and send us meal prep recipes if you have them. So just send us anything. (laughs) Anything. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. You want to know something bad? What? I feel like I'm saying Lucy Hale, but is it that Lucy Hale? It is. Oh, okay. Good. Um... I want to confirm that they're telling the baker that they have had sex all over Paris when they met. Oh, so she has to learn how to not be spoiled. Oh! Wow. 
teach them while and let them lead the way. So her husband was not helping pay the rent? Yeah, that's confusing. Does he not have a job? Love actually is not that good, and anyone can fight me over that. You know what's good about this is it's clear that the... Oh, shoot. 